a rough weekend for the Colorado Avalanche. They lose back-to-back games against the Islanders and the Devils. What went wrong? Is there any cause for concern? And it is Halloween. So because the back-to-back loss, we need something good to talk about. What's better to talk about than candy? So we have a uh, candy bracket for everybody. I think we did this last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and we're going to give you our updated pick on the best Halloween candy that there is. New Avalanche, Lockdown Avalanche podcast coming at you right now. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And there are a lot of concerns. Uh, and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, man. Um, I always like doing bracket style because how it ends up is not necessarily my favorite candy yeah so i I mean i think we should probably throw that out there at the end as well but the way that the bracket goes i have no control over so uh that'll be fun to do uh that we'll get to that a little bit later but we gotta start we'll start with the bad news and end with the good news the good news is always obviously chocolate covered goodness uh at the holiday season but the bad news is uh, Colorado Avalanche lose both games uh, over the weekend. On Friday, a one to nothing loss to the New Jersey Devils, and then they followed up the very next day. I don't know which one is worse uh, because the Avalanche had a three to nothing lead against the Islanders. Then they blow that and lose five to four. They had given up five in a row. What's five to three? They get a late one. I think there was maybe less than a minute left when they got that that fourth one, so there was really almost no time to try to tie it. But they lose both. And, you know, this is just not what the fan base wants to see because, uh, you know, the the social media uh, of Avalanche fans are just kind of going a little bit crazy right now. I understand it. That's what a fan base will do. Uh, But we'll start with the games, and we're not going to just – we'll just talk about them both we're not going to separate them just because they're all just kind of mashed together but what's your take right now on those games and 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 how the avalanche are playing as we sit today up until that islanders game up until the second period that was four periods without an avalanche goal yeah who would have thought um especially it but it's it's one of those things you look back at and Yes, I understand. No Nichushkin, no Landeskog, no Darren Helm. The man, Darren Helm, is getting more and more important in the eyes of Avalanche fans the longer he's out. Like, when yeah. last year, it's just like he was a role player, and now when he comes back, it's going to be like the return of The Undertaker. Like, everybody's going to lose <laughs> their mind. But um, it's very interesting. And, again, we could step back. We're just 4-4-1, and one, two points out of first place in the division. Like, I understand this is not what you want to see, but there are some concerns with the team and how it's constructed currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I don't have any concern over the duration of a season. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have a concern uh, if they play a bad game. Your, your concern is about that game. 
Yep. So this is that they've played two games, and I'm not necessarily going to say they played poorly. I mean, they, they had moments of playing poorly that the other team, namely the Islanders, capitalized on. Mm-hmm. And you blink and they score five goals. It's not like it, they just got one back here and there. But so stuff like that, you can pull things out of this that for the here and the now, you're you're concerned about. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm not extrapolating this out to, oh, my God, is the, is the season upended? And are, do the, are they guys going to struggle to make the postseason? No. Like this is, like you said, there's so many things at play here. They're a, they're a good team. They're missing big pieces. They were out, like you said, Nachuskin, which nobody really anticipated that. That came out right before the Devils game. So you knew he was out for that game. And because of the back-to-back, he's out for the Islanders game. That hurts them. Clearly, Gabe Landeskog not being there is missing them. And it is so funny how the Darren Helm, uh, you know, how how people are are kind of like, we, need, we, we do need him back. I'm not yeah. saying like he's not important. He is important. But you, I mean... Those are three big pieces. They all do different things. And yeah, when you get them back, but the Landeskog one is still not going to be for a while. Mm-hmm. You, sh- I don't, I haven't really heard much on Helm recently. So I don't know when he's coming back. The chew skin immediately helps. So yeah, I mean, it, it, but when you, let me bring up the, the devil's game. When you only win 29% of the faceoffs. <laughs> You're going to talk about that. I'm sorry. Like that, that that's a here and now problem. That is a a problem that that you had to solve the next day and they won 57% of the face. So, there you go. I mean, it's horrible to to lose basically 70% to 30% on the faceoffs. So, but then you look at the next day and like, okay, well they kind of corrected it. That's good. Um, but I don't know, man. Like it's just this team just I just feel like always gets off to a slow start. For this year, it, it's different reasons. I think I, you know, injuries do hurt this team. Um, but the depth is just not what it was from last season. That you can't sugarcoat. And every okay, everybody driving in their car, wherever you are listening to this episode or watching, hello. I want you to sit and think about this. You're going to work right now. And let's just say 20% of everybody you work with calls off. You have to step up in that moment and try and make it through the day. The Avalanche are doing the same right now. At least 20% of your big contributors are not there. And we spent the whole offseason talking about who's going to step up to that 2C role. What Nathan McKinnon will do with this big contract. Is this going to be Kale McCarr's year that he takes every trophy in the league? Mm-hmm. The only person that stood out over that back-to-back was Evan Rodriguez. <laughs> he's like, starting to play well. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's starting to he's, he's starting to catch on. But this <clears throat> calls into question JT Comfer. Like, dude, this is the time to step up, and you are nowhere. He just can't. Um, he can't buy a goal. He can't. New Hook got that late, late goal. Finally, he stepped up and put something on the board. Thank goodness. These are the moments that are tailor-made um, for Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Miko. He did score a goal, but in I a Miko playing fantastic. If you ask he me, he is he is doing really, really, great. really good. And yeah. it's one of those situations that <laughs> theoretically rising tides should raise all ships. And we talked about some phenomenal play from like Erod Miko, but my goodness, we need a little bit more step up in well. 
granted, Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr didn't score a goal. Okay, we get it. We know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, it's time. JT, mm-hmm. new hook, this needs to be more consistent. Um, I've said it 100,000 times, and I'll say it 100,000 times more. We're done with the count experience. Like, it's not, it's not doing anything. Like I, there's a void. You have yeah. you have every opportunity to succeed with this team, with this format, and you are not doing anything. You are falling, like absolutely just falling here's, in the lineup. Here's the funny thing about Martin Kaut. I, I for the second game, so against the Islanders, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure he came, he was uh on the second line, starting on the second line. And if you're starting on the second line and the the you put out where is it <clears throat> five minutes and twenty five seconds, so you 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 downgraded yourself multiple times in that game and you were starting on the second line. So and, and even in the first game against the Devils, you had Jacob McDonald in there. McDonald only played three minutes and twenty one seconds. Uh, Cal played seven minutes and 17 seconds. You had Dryden Hunt played seven minutes and 46 seconds. <clears throat> and I remember Jed, Jared Bednar being asked why so low minutes, especially for Jacob McDonald. And his comment, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something to the effect of <clears throat> when, when you're on the ice, um, you, you need to, you need to make your, make a difference when you're out on the ice. I'm, I love Jared Bednar. I think he's the best coach in the league. But when you give a guy three minutes and 21 seconds, are you really giving him a chance to like, you're going to have a bad shift here and there. And I, I mean, he just gave up on him real quickly. Is the put him back out there. This is something we talked about the other night in the locked on avalanche Twitter spaces. When it comes to Martin Kaut, he has this dark cloud over him when it comes to his attitude. Um, like when he's on the bench, he's always got that scowl. He's just like angry. And it's not like Nathan McKinnon, like driven, hungry, angry about performance. Mm-hmm. It feels like everything that happens to Martin Kaut just ruins his day. Happens to him, not for yes. him. Yes. And yeah. I feel like that's what Bednar in the minutes, I feel like that has, it's a body language thing. Like you get out there and it's just like, it's the body language. Like uh, back to the workplace situation. If you're huffing, puffing, shrugging your shoulders, going, oh, it's everything. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to want to rely on you. And I feel like you're getting that same experience out of Martin Kaut. Because I, I'm sure Sven and Andrew Ghetto, Gabe, Renee Bork, um, Francois Beauchemin, I'm pretty sure they had more than five minutes when they played for the Avalanche. Yeah. <clears throat> and those are names you don't think about anymore. But they were consistent members of the team. If you want to be a consistent member of the team, you have to buy in and sell out and go with this team. Like... You, you can't get out there and just have the worst day ever if things aren't going your way. You have to get together as a team and work through it. And I feel like like Bednar, if he had a, a beef with him, he wouldn't put him on the second line. So no, yeah. he's he's working right. himself out of that position. Like Bednar is giving him the opportunity. And if he's going out there and just checking it in, phoning it in, just going half speed, then you just made Bednar look dumb for giving you that spot. It could have given that to somebody else. But how much is it that, you know, Bednar is just giving up on, you know, rolling four lines out there at a time and just putting so much emphasis and pressure on the top line? Like, we've been through that before, years ago. It doesn't work. 
So he, I mean, and he said in, in the beginning of the season, like, I'm going to run with Alex Newhook as, mm-hmm. as the 2C, and we're just going to let him have growing pains there. I feel like that's over. <laughs> like, And he said it, it might last until the trade deadline. I, I know injuries have come into play and stuff like that, but if injuries are coming into play, why is he not rising up? You know, and and, and it's just, I don't know, like the, I, I love how the top line's playing. I think yep. McKinnon's playing fantastic. I think Rantanen's playing fantastic. Obviously, Nachuskin when he's there. Uh, Lekkonen is playing well. I feel like he's held off a little bit, but he's he's still like when you're out there, you feel like okay, he can do he can he can take control of things if he needs to. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is right now. This is all on the depth on the bottom six. They yep. are just non-existent. And and this is a team built around like yeah, you from top to bottom, you got to perform. And I think part of it is they're not performing. And the other part of it is Jared Bednar's really not giving them a chance. I get it. And and if you're in his position, maybe you, you don't want to give him a chance either because you're you're you know a one to nothing game against the devils towards the end. Yeah, you're gonna play your top guys. I mean, that, that's just the way that it goes. But when you give you know Jacob McDonald three minutes and 21 seconds, who hasn't played a lot to begin with, he's got to get some some game action. I don't know. I just I just feel like things are. I put up a meme uh, when when they came out with the the lines for the Islanders game of just someone throwing spaghetti at a wall <laughs> because I feel like that's what the Avalanche are doing right now with with their their lines, especially their bottom six, is just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And nothing is sticking right now. It's it. And again, this is right now. I don't yeah. think this is going to play out for the duration of the season. I think everybody will be fine. Uh, but it's a little bit frustrating right now because you're seeing good and good is those top lines. And it's just a such a drop off of production for those bottom six lines. It's just, or you know, the lines three and four. It's just non-existent. Yep. And like real quickly, like to Bednar's credit, he's known for giving chances. I mean, we won the cup with Abe Kubel, for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought in Nachushkin and gave him a chance and now we gave him money. Mm-hmm. Um, we have taken chances on players that bought in and gave everything. I feel like the kind of listless effort that the bottom six is giving is a kind of a reason for the crazy lines, because if you're going to go with the same lineups night in, night out, night in, night out, it's the definition of insanity you have to get a spark going somewhere. You have to mm-hmm. figure out how to make these guys work. And I feel like Bednar is trying his best with whatever's left on this team right now. And if they're not if they're not trying, like somebody has to, and I think Bednar is with these crazy lineups. I say bring Ben Myers back. Yep. The yep. guy's a scorer. <clears throat> he knows how to score. That's what you need right now. Yep. Um, all right, let's hear from Ben online and then more to get to with these two games. Uh, and then it's uh, candy talk, and uh, my my diabetes is uh, <laughs> shooting up when we talk about the candy. So, candy uh, yes, all right. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting on uh, the NFL and the start of a brand new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including the NHL, the Major League Baseball World Series, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. 
That is betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Well done, sir. All right. Um, yeah, more to get to with the, you know, you, you look at the avalanche. So against the devils and when they went into that game, now this is not a number that's going to hold up for the duration of the season. They were right on the money, 50% on the power play. So it's like, okay, like that, you know, that, that number obviously is going to come down, uh, but it took a nosedive after this yeah. game because the guys went 0 for 6 on the power play. Now we were talking to Trey about this, how it was going to be interesting no matter who was on the power play because Avalanche have a good power play. Devils have a good penalty kill. Avalanche have a poor penalty kill and Devils have a poor power play. So it was like something's got to give here. Um, and, you know, the the penalty kill won pretty much for both teams. Avalanche 0 for 6 and the Devils went 1 for 3. So that one goal that they got uh, from Jack Hughes was on the power play. The next day, the Avs only had two power plays, but they did score on one. So that gets back to their 50%, uh, not on the season, of course, but they did not give up a power play goal to the Islanders over three. So take that for what it is. Again, like it's one of those things from game to game. It was an improvement, but the yeah. I think people are looking at, you know, you're up three to nothing. Yeah, You have to shut the door on that. Yeah, you know, it, I, I don't care. Like, I don't care where we are in the season. Uh, you are, you're the defending cup champion. People are coming at you, and when you're playing in in, in somebody else's arena, that team's never going to give up. And it just, it just, you snapped your fingers, and I don't know. It just got out of the grasp of the Avalanche, and and they just couldn't stop the bleeding. And I know it's it's taboo to do so, but we have to we have to get on this defense. It's something we touted all last year. Um, you have to, the defense has to step up a little bit. And this also works hand in hand with the forwards. They have to help out. Um, there's, you have to commit to helping out on defense. The defense is left on an island and they are out of sorts on a lot of these goals. Like there's a lot of ticky tack goals. One, two, three goals are put in just breakaways, bad positions for the goalies. Like the defense has to tighten up. I thought they were good against New Jersey. <clears throat> um, let me see. Shot, so shots on goal for the Devils was 23. The very next day in, in Long Island, uh, the Islanders had 44 shots on goal. Yeah. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like there's already been uh, more teams that have gotten 40 shots on goal against the Avalanche this season than all of last season. Yep. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but if I'm wrong, it's got to be damn close. Yep. Because, yeah, the defense is giving up a ton of shots. Uh, so you, you look at the Jersey game and you're like, okay, 23 shots. I can definitely live with that. Maybe that's like turning the corner and then bam. Uh, what was the shots on goal per period for the Islanders? 10 in the first, 13 in the second, and then 21 in the third <clears throat> and you knew that was going to kind of happen because the guys were up three to nothing going into the third so you knew the islanders were going to engage a little bit more get more shots on net and boy did they so 46 shots with the ranger game okay 38 shots for the kraken game for okay. goodness sake <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm going back like this is yeah, it's, it. it's 28 for winnipeg um that's, that's 39 high, 39 for uh, minnesota 
Mm-hmm. Calgary, the losing effort, back to a 27. Kind of what was par for the course last year. That's on the high end for them, honestly. 27 is on the high end. Okay. And <clears throat> to start the season in that commanding, emotional Chicago win, yeah, 17 shots. Yeah. That's what has to be yeah. done. Right. I think for, for this Avalanche defense, you know, you should be able to hold teams under 25 shots. You know, I think I remember last year they were on a run of holding mm-hmm. teams under 20 for I can't remember how many games it was, but it was a, a good amount of games. That's incredible. So that that you can't ask to do that night after night. But with how good this defense is, uh, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to hold teams under 25. That should be your, your goal. Yeah. And they even moved stuff around. I remember when I saw the lines and for the Islanders game, they had. It was Manson and EJ together. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-mm. Don't like that. And 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 because it's it's two guys who kind of play a similar style. They're they're bigger. They're not very good puck movers. So and then they put together Byram and Gerard, and that was just as big as a disaster. Yep. So <clears throat> I I didn't like the the defensive pairings for the Avs against the Islanders. Uh, you're gonna see it again, and and that's the other part of it. Is like you have to really like to to be up three to nothing, and then lose, and then you're not playing until Friday in another country. Uh, that's that's gonna sit with you and sting for a little while. Uh, and I and and I do feel like games like this really they galvanize a team, and this Avalanche team is a team that will get galvanized. Yep. You know I mean, like they they will band together because they know that they're they're better than how they're playing. And they know that things will will kind of like smooth out. They'll they'll get like the cohesion down and everything like that. But this is not a team to be like, oh, maybe we're not good. No, get get that out of here. Like they know they're good. So it's all like in a weird way. If you want to look at it in an optimistic point of view, it's good that you have games like that because you get them out of the way and you learn from it. Like let's not repeat that, and you start playing better. Maybe that'll happen for the Avs here. You thought it was annoying when Russell Wilson was stretching his hamstrings on the flight to London. <laughs> just, just imagine what that flight to Finland's like with Nathan McKinnon on that. Oh, he is probably <laughs> barking like crazy. Yeah, I wonder what the uh, the food menu is uh, on that on that uh, flight for them. Chickpea yeah. pasta for everybody. Nathan McKinnon just sitting no there cookies. getting ready to take a nap and then turning around and yelling at Manson for something that happened in the Devils yeah. game. Yeah, if. Uh... If if McKinnon's listening, uh, he, he's going to turn it off when we start talking about candy bars because he wants nothing yeah. to do with that. So sorry, I, I do want to talk about the goalies quick too. Uh, Pablo Francos needed a good game, and he had it against the Devils. Just gave up that one goal in the third. Uh, so I thought he played well, and I thought yep. Georgia played well too. I did I too. Really did. Uh, you, you know, you, you say like, well, you're up three to nothing, and then you give up five in a row. Clearly, not all on him. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to stop saying like I'm coming around to Giorgio. I like him. Yep. I like how he's playing. I think he's he's going to be uh, very good for this team. And I, I just like his style of play. I think he's he's a lot quicker than Kemper. And I just like his puck tracking. And um, I think he's good. So I, I, I'm, I'm off the bus of like uh, wavering on him. Uh, I, I got my full support behind Georgia for sure. Yep. He's my goalie. Yeah. All right, so that's where we stand with the Avs. Uh, I, I know people are kind of just you know throwing the papers up in the air, but just yeah, they're they're not they're not playing well right now. But they didn't play yeah. well at this stage last year either. 
and and you can get on them for not playing right now. That's that's all well and good, but don't feel like the season is a bust. It's completely no. not. This team is fine. They're a, a well talented team, and the guys that we don't have coming back will make a difference. Are they as deep as last year? No. The the depth does need to start playing a lot better without question. They need somebody to step up. Who's it going to be? Someone's got to take that role. There are worse teams in our division. Even the best teams right now cannot sustain what they're doing. We're only two points out of first place. Everybody take a breath. Yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. So um, before we get to our uh, candy bar brackets, we we will because the Avalanche aren't playing until Friday. Uh, we likely will be doing a crossover with Jay from Locked On Blue Jackets. That will probably be Wednesday or Thursday's episode. I'm not sure yet. We're kind of finalizing when everybody's available. Uh, but definitely going to do a crossover with him uh, to talk about those two kind of big games. And now big games in, in more ways than one. Big just because of the, the stage that it's on playing over in Finland. But Avs need to get wins. <laughs> so does Columbus. And well, Columbus does too. Too, yeah, clearly. They but. had a players. They had a players only meeting. So this is two hungry teams looking to get back on Did track. They really? Okay. So uh, yeah, we got a lot to do for this week before we see Avalanche hockey again. But one thing we are going to do right now is update our best candy for the Halloween season. And you, my friend, are going trick or treating. For the this first the, time in my life. Now, why is that, sir? I was raised in a household that had like a, a church-friendly option. So I never got to go out and go trick-or-treating. Until now, I'm a grown man. I get to make my own decision. <laughs> now, to uh, full disclosure, like you're not just going out by yourself. You have Oh, no. I have, have Yeah, <laughs> I have children. I have children. I have two children that I'll be going with. So. Although nobody would fault you if you wanted to go completely by yourself and just go trick-or-treating. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, and what, what's your kids being dressed up as? My two kids are going to be like two different versions of a skeleton family, like my ex-wife and her boyfriend. They're all going to be a skeleton family, so they have uh, their own little couple thing. And right. I'm going to be you put, Macho well, Man Randy Savage. Love it, because you put it up to a vote, too. Uh, and what were they? It was Macho Man. It was Deadpool and a um, just like throw on all my avalanche gear that I have. Oh, maybe like an apps player. Yeah. And my and, daughter came up with the three options that she wanted and she said, put it up and let everybody vote. I was like, okay, nine year old social media. So, <laughs> uh, and Macho Man won. It was Landslide or pretty. It was, it, it really started out hot and then Deadpool started coming in, but then Macho Man ended up winning in the right. end. Well, while you are out and about doing some trick or treating, sir, you're going to have some uh, good choices to choose from. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to throw up a nice bracket that uh, the Today Show. Oh, the other uh, way. <laughs> that way, yeah. Um, so we're going to go through these. And I think, well, we'll do this. And then we'll just say what's our favorite to begin with. Because the bracket plays the rules here, man. Like the, what our favorite is might go up against something that maybe we like right here and now. It's all situational. Like Because when, when the holiday season comes around, there's one that I like that I do not even see on here. Mm -hmm. Probably my favorite. So we're going to start. So if you're watching on YouTube, we'll start at the top of the bracket. And you have the York Peppermint Patty, severely underrated, if you ask me. Going up against the Three Musketeers, I am Peppermint Patty all day with that. I'm Three Musketeers. Are you? Okay. I know the Three York Peppermint are, are hardcore Three Musketeer fans. Yeah. I put my York Peppermint Patty in ice cream. Th that, yes. 
Very, yes, very nice. I like that. Um, if, I mean, here we go. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Mounds versus Almond Joy. Almond Joy. See, I, I would more prefer the non almond. And I'll just go straight coconut and chocolate. So I'm going I can eat just there. straight up almonds out of a bag. Yeah, and I can too. I can too. But sometimes, like when I just want a chocolate and, and coconut, that's a great combination. Mounds kills it there. Uh, we got Twix and Reese's. That's a nice matchup right there. Because Twix are one of my favorites. But peanut butter, I'm I I'm am a peanut butter aficionado. I don't know if people know this, uh, but I have a degree that I gave to myself. <laughs> they didn't go to college for uh, on peanut butter. So I, I I will go with Reese's here, but this was a close one. Twix are very good. See, this was my Hulk versus Loki matchup. This is just bang, 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 bang. <laughs> this is Reese's all day long. Yeah. And then uh, last one on the left-hand side, M&M's versus Skittles. M&M's all day. I'm not. Uh, I'm more chocolate than the, the sweet stuff. So Look at us. The best of friends, opposite in every way. This is Skittles for me, bro. Really? Okay. Uh, on the other side, you got Milky Way versus Snickers. Again, I think Milky Way is a good bar, but Snickers is a, a legend, so I got to go Snickers. I like Milky Way because it's lighter. I like the lightness of the it Milky is. Way. It is. Uh, you got a couple sweets here, Twizzlers versus Starbursts. Um, <clears throat> for me, it, it, it's Twizzlers. I'm, I'm more of a Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I, uh, if, if I did this 20 years ago, it would probably be Starburst. But I think uh, Twitter tw Twizzlers are just more sophisticated. I feel than than Starburst. Yeah, yeah. When I graduated high school, I lived a month in Lommel, Belgium, and they have like a version of Twizzlers over there that's like black lic licorice with salt on it. Whoa, game changer! It is really? so good, so good. But it's not Twizzlers. It's, it's not. It's not the brand of, Twizzlers. I don't think so because it's like sold like it's it's like Belgium. It's like all in like a candy shop with wow. like glass jars and stuff. Oh. So ever since then, have, okay, might have to home make those things. Uh, hundred grand, maybe one of the most underrated bars out there, in my opinion, against a baby Ruth. So I'm going hundred grand, baby Ruth. Okay, I mean baby Ruth is a good bar, and then payday versus Butterfinger. Oh. Um, I know I sound like a peanut butter fan, but I just feel like Butterfinger is like fake peanut butter to me. I, I, I'm not. I've never been a big uh, Butterfinger guy, so uh, payday it is for me. Yeah, it, this was the hardest part of the bracket for me. Um, it might have been closer if they still did Butterfinger BBs. Um, but oh hey, yeah, they, remember those things? Yeah, oh, Bart. Simpson. They don't make those anymore. No. Nah. Yeah, that was the Bart Simpson thing. <laughs> yeah, no, but Payday wins if it's straight up Butterfinger. Nah, Butterfinger BBs all day long. So you're going Payday there? You betcha. Okay. All right. Second round, I got Pepper York Peppermint Patty versus Mounds. Um, oh, that that's a tough one for me. But I'm going to go with a York peppermint patty there. Man, imagine that combo. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have three musketeers and almond joy, and almond joy is winning. All right, next one. Uh, I got Reese's versus M and M's. That's a tough one, uh, but I got to go Reese's there. Yeah, I got Reese's going against Skittles, and Reese's walks all over them. All right, other side. I got Snickers versus Twizzlers. Two of my favorites. Opposite ends of the spectrum there, but Snickers is too good. That's Snickers for me. I got Twizzlers versus Milky Way, and Twizzlers is walking on. Uh, and then I got Hundred Grand versus Payday. Uh, I, dude, I'm telling you, Hundred Grand is is a. 
the, you only really hear about it come, like around the Halloween season in the fun size one, which I never understood. Yeah. Fun size is not small. Fun size That's an oxymoron. Size. Yeah, that's an oxymoron. Uh, so I'm definitely going 100 grand there. Yeah, I got Baby Ruth versus Payday, and Payday's walking away with that. All right. So we got in our final four here, I got York Peppermint Patties against Reese's, and that's going to be Reese's for me. And here's where we catch up because I have Reese's versus Almond Joy and Reese's is advancing for me. All right. And I got Snickers versus 100 Grand. I think I'm turning the tide here as awesome as Snickers is. I just want to give some love to 100 Grand. So <laughs> I'm going 100 Grand here. And I got Twizzlers versus Payday and it's Payday for me. Payday in the final. Wow. Yeah. All right. So my final Reese's versus 100 Grand. And I think Reese's is going to, I got to go a hundred grand had a nice run. Give him some dap for making it to the final, uh, hang a banner, but, uh, Reese's gets the championship banner for me. Yeah. Reese's versus payday. And it's Reese's for me. All right. And, and you, yeah, go ahead. don't call them Reese's PCs. They're Reese's pieces. They are. Get, yeah. I have to get that out right now. That PCs. drives me wild. <laughs> Um, well, that's for the candy, but these are I mean the cups. Yeah, the peanut butter cups are. are yeah, the, that. oh, I could eat but, those cups all day yeah. long. So, and you want to know what's not on here, which is maybe my favorite candy corn, Kit Kats. Oh, yeah, Kit Kats are not on here for some reason, and I genuinely think Kit Kats are probably my my favorite. They probably would have won this unless it was going up against Reese's. Like that probably would have been a final if they were on opposite ends of the bracket, obviously. But man. A Kit Kat is, and now they're coming up with those new flavors of Kit Kats where it's like the yes. on the bottom. Like, oh, I had a blueberry God. pie one the other day that will just change your life. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you see that face come up to your door and say trick or treat, give the man a Reese's peanut butter cup because uh, apparently that is his favorite for this year. Mine as well because there's no Kit Kat in the bracket. So uh, it's Reese's peanut butter cups all day sound off in the comments what do you guys like are you one of those good and plenty people if you are uh <laughs> where did you come from what planet are you from i don't know anybody that likes the good and plenty that's yeah, yeah. and for everybody who doesn't pick their favorite candy everybody gets those anonymous strawberry wrapper christmas yes. candies that nobody knows where they come from they, they come just, from grandma's house yeah you just get so. a bunch of them in your mailbox <laughs> uh yeah so uh enjoy the halloween day everybody uh stay safe out there and if you're going out if you're handing out candy have fun doing that so uh yeah i'll be out with my kids as well so um and we can get through another day this is almost like a mini off season right now for the avalanche because yeah. uh no hockey till friday but that is going to wrap it up for today's episode everybody thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day always appreciated uh we will be back tomorrow there was a question Kyle threw out when he was hosting a Twitter space during one of the games, which we haven't been able to talk about because we did the crossover with Trey and then these games are talking about that. So we're going to bring that up tomorrow. I'm not going to spill the beans on what it is. You have to tune in for that. Uh, but, but did it change since you threw out that, that, that comment or that question, I should say, we'll talk about that tomorrow and anything else that might be happening with the avalanche as they make their way on over to Finland That'll be fun. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Very much appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.
Go, Abs, go.